everybody. Welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. You're right. Let's get started. And we got a lot to get into here this afternoon. We have Jackrabbit Basketball, both men's and women's. We have SDSU Wrestling. But since Ryan has an extreme distaste for weather forecasters, I thought I brought in the most interesting weather forecast that i've seen in the last week and that was florida and you're you're a warm weather guy right right love the warm weather right you what arizona arizona born arizona born yep that's right lows get to what 60 there oh no they can get down in the 40s uh, in the 40s well 40s is actually i'm glad you brought that up because the florida forecast this week <laughs> it got cold there apparently 40 and falling iguanas falling iguanas was the forecast out of the National Weather Service, no joke, falling iguanas possible tonight, that they will the temperature will become down to 40, and iguanas, as being cold-blooded animals, become immobile at about 40. They will fall from trees. Watch out for them. They can hit you in the head, and they are not dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the top part of, so when they put this out there, falling iguanas, hypothermia, Dress warm. When you start your heater in your house, it's going to have a little bit of burn smell to it. That's normal. But they started the forecast out with, it's going to be cold. Look out for iguanas falling on your head. Yeah. Good times down there in Florida. My, my <laughs> wife is going to Fort Myers next week, Sunday. Do you know what's happening next week, Sunday? Uh, is there a football game? The Super Bowl. Do you know where I'll be? Not watching it? Gymnastics, because my wife is going to Fort Myers, Florida for a nurse practitioner training. I am not doing gymnastics. My daughter is doing gymnastics in Omaha. The great part is, is the gymnastics will be over by the time the Super Bowl starts. The problem is, I'll be in Omaha. So if anybody who listens to this podcast has a private plane and can fly me back here in time, be much appreciated. Watch out for that speed check in Iowa. Yeah, well, as long as you fly over it. Yeah, that's by the construction. That was the concern for the people of South Florida, that iguanas often sleep in trees, so when their bodies go dormant, they appear to fall onto the sky, or fall from the sky to streets, cars. And then people people think they're dead, but they're not dead. So that's what they were telling people, is that when you go pick them up, do not take them into your car, because they will come alive. (laughs) They they just wake up. They wake up, but there there was video of a guy walking the streets, it had to have been a six-foot iguana from tail tip to head, and he was carrying it like a dead fish, and that thing was huge. I mean, it, it was his belly was about the size of a football, and I'm like, why would you even go touch these things? Literally, yeah, no thanks. No thanks. They can be up to five feet, up to twenty pounds. Those, those things are are relatives of dinosaurs. You went to class. They're dinosaurs that are living amongst us. Why would you go grab them? That's why I hate snakes. And they're not supposed to be in Florida. So, they're right. That's an invasive species, yeah. which is correct. And so where are they from, then? South America. All right. And that is true because they are a delicacy there. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they eat them down there. In Central America, iguana is a delicacy. So, getting back to your Florida man story, which every good story starts with, a Florida man, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. So he thought, and that just happened this week, he thought he was coming across basically supper for the family. 
gathered up the protein baby protein protein, immobile iguanas get in the car they warm up attack him maybe maybe that's uh, something we look at doing uh, for the Traeger tailgate (laughs) cook some iguanas on the tailgate some wings (laughs) all right thumper did you hear that first tailgate back up in brookings iguanas and thumper please don't go to mini critters and go (laughs) no please don't (laughs) we're kidding The Iguana Tailgate Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it all tastes like chicken. I feel we needed to save that for who do we play like Incarnate Word? Who did we get moved to? Whatever the 14th week. Uh, the the second last week. Yeah. Oh no, the one they replaced with Dixie. Uh, from Dixie yeah. State. To, well, yeah, that's going to be actually. Tarrington or something? Could be a Tarlington. Tarlington. There we go. Moving Tarleton. Actually, Tarleton. a good football team moving from Division 2 to Division 1. Correct? Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. I just thought I'd bring that up yeah. since you're... So di- now your hatred... Comp- your hatred of forecast. So if you didn't get hit by an iguana falling from a tree, would you be upset with the forecast? Is that what I understand? I guess if the iguanas did not fall from a tree, I'd be upset. <laughs> I'd like to see this. So if you'd wake up in the morning... <laughs> what happens if no it does? Oh, I'd freak out. <laughs> I'd freak out. I would, too. Th- those things are scary looking. Can you imagine a two-foot iguana... Falling out of a tree and land, hitting you? I don't care if it's six inches. Just scare the crap out of yeah. me. <laughs> Somebody want to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said? <laughs> oh. Well, moving on from iguanas. Right, to more important things. SDSU basketball, I mean, kind of a dichotomy since the last time we talked. Some downs and then... Are we talking men's? We're talking both a little bit. Yeah. Sunday down at Vermilion was not great. That was a rough day to watch basketball and well, football games weren't great either. But woof, first woof. quarter of the women's game, not great. They just could not get it going. They didn't look like they had any groove. USD came out hot, shooting lights out, and I mean USD has proved. And I and I didn't get to watch the game last night because. Uh, was that the Roosevelt doubleheader? But USD continued. I think they are up twenty-four to five yeah. in the first quarter on Fort Wayne, and so USD is just shooting lights out. And you know, USD's SDSU is just going to have to know that that's that's the dominant, and they're going to have to take them. Yeah, USD is the Sweet Sixteen team, right? I mean, they're. They're going to do what we did last year is, is roll through. And, and I wouldn't say we rolled through because USD still made the, some, I mean, made the NCAA tournament. But if, if USD's women don't make a Sweet 16, like, they should be disappointed, right? Well, uh, you, you make a great point there. So where do we take the idea from Sunday? And, and then we have last night's game against North Dakota State. SDSU takes care of business at home, not, maybe not from a dominating standpoint. But where do you go from the USD game? Is there corrections that can be made? Or is it just, wow, they're just that much better than the rest of the league? I think it's a game you throw out regardless of who the opponent is. you got to look at nothing went right. There was nothing going right for shooting, rebounding, pace. Um, I think when they get back to it, they throw that game out. They say, let's look at March. We're building towards March, just like every other team. And then that's when they can jump on it and try to turn the tide. I think it's great that we're going to build towards March. We aren't. Nobody's touching USD in the Summer League Tournament. I don't know what adjustments we can make in any position that... 
we play we we didn't play very well, and I think everybody can agree that we can play better than that. And I and I completely agree with that. But it's still a ten point game. I mean, I I think the closest we can come to beating USD is ten points. With the information we have right now, I mean, it, when you look at that game, you had your players. Another bright spot again was Megan Boltzmann. It still goes for double figures again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wow, I mean, USD was fifty percent from from three point line, and they were fifty three percent overall. A good shooting team that came out on a mission, and I guess that's. Man, I want nothing more than for SDSU to again be there on a Tuesday at the Denny winning another Summit League championship. But what I'm looking for is how do you, what do you go to, what do you change that changes that other than USD not shooting as well as, yeah, I mean, it becomes more to them come back down to you as you come back up to them. Yes, anything can happen on Tuesday in Sioux Falls on the afternoon and that championship game where maybe we get hot, shoot the lights out, but. Boy, it's gonna take it's gonna take us playing about perfect and them having a mediocre game for us to beat them. I I mean they have this they have the height they have the athleticism and they have the shot makers and a pretty decent and they bench. have a chip on their shoulder. Yes, they're tired of losing. Huge chip on their shoulder and they're healthy guys. Big yeah, difference. yeah. But do you think Maya Selen changes it? She I mean, does. do you do you think Maya Selen is a twenty point difference maker against USD? No, but. Short answer is it changes it changes to, to that level. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you add another dynamic player onto the floor. It helps spread it out. It starts giving a different look. Right now, I mean, they have, I mean, three to four girls that are stepping up and playing some great ball. But you add a number another five starter. Yeah, that's huge because I mean Maya can. And Tegan's playing well. And you got all the other ones that are really adding. You know, we're with like we talked with Hendo, depth is made by injuries. And, you know, they are, they're getting depth. They're getting some height from Boltzma. And, you know, if it was a healthy team, which is, you know, injuries happen during this year, but it's a big what if. But, you know, they play, they're, they're playing their hearts out. And, uh, yeah. I didn't get to see any of last night's game either, but. When when it popped up on my phone, Down when I was half to NDSU is not a great sign. Yeah, when I was at that event, I was at and, and saw that we were down at halftime. I went, ooh, what is happening? Because well, I, I did the same thing, and I was pulling it up, and uh, I was just looking at shot and uh, SDSU uh, three point. They had uh, trying to pull it up here, but. In the first half, SDSU was one for five. In the second half, they were one for three. They shot, you know, <laughs> one for eight three pointers. I mean, if you're going to go up against a team that is dynamic, that's tough. That's that's a tough one. If you can't pick up a couple threes here and start pushing that pace, you know. And there's a whole half of the season to go, but we yeah. are moving along quickly. And I guess we'll see. But you you brought up. The men's side and Coach Henderson and what he talked about with the men. That that was kind of my point. You could look at the men's side against USD that Sunday and start to pick out corrections. Wilson was not starting. Yep, big, yeah, big, big, big miss. USD shot the light. They shot the lights out way more than the women did. Holy smokes! I mean, the the men shot sixty percent from the three point line. 
Yeah, I mean, they're, that's not going to happen. You can look no. at those things. I guess that was more of my conversation was the idea of there are things you can look at like, yeah. all right, you, we can work with that. You look at the men's game, you go, okay, we make a few adjustments. Hendo said we put too much on them. And, it, and, it, and you could tell the difference from Sunday to Wednesday. The women, he, right, I, uh, what adjustments do you make to, to uh, and I think you can make some adjustments, but boy, there reached a point where I thought USD could potentially beat us by 30 points. It is, and you don't want to dwell on it. And yeah, move and, on. But right. That's right. And, and the men moved on incredibly and come out at home. And one of the better basketball games that I've watched this year against North Dakota State, that was phenomenal. You see what uh, Doug Wilson means to this team, but also everybody else. Detlinger played great. Shireman on defense, he did everything he could. Yeah, Ward gets his points, but Shireman was on him all night. And I thought he did a great job walling him up. I mean, yeah, he got his points. Yeah. But, but he didn't get his points until towards the end of the game, right. where they, for sure, mostly second half, where they really needed him to do something. Hey, we can go back to you know thanking Coach Henderson for taking some time to uh, talk with us at the podcast uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah. he was leading up to it. It's a selfless team. And you could tell Arians came in, too. I mean, he was, there were some lights out passes that he was finding the guys and the best part was Douglas he comes out there with a knee brace you know he was nervous like he said he's never been hurt before he comes out with a knee brace by halftime he has no knee brace and you can just tell he's like I'm confident I'm ready yeah. let's go Detlinger down below he's almost automatic so how did we not play Detlinger last year like how was he not a part of the rotation I mean at least for 10 minutes and I get Dom and how great Dom was but Boy, you could have put Dominant up to four and Detlinger at the five and moved some bodies at least once in a while. I, I just, not to, and we shouldn't look back, but boy, what he's done this year with, I mean. Well, you don't want a spoiler alert, but think about the wrestling team and who he didn't play a year ago in the lineup he set. Yeah. It's forward looking. Yeah, but yeah. TJ knew he wasn't going to be here. But Dettlinger started off last year. He got some good minutes right off the he bat. He did, and then yeah. And kind of slowed down. And, and, again, you can look at last year to this year. It's two different types of style differences. Completely different. You know, You're Dettlinger right. Dettlinger right. in downtown, down in there to him. They're using underneath a lot more than they do they did last year. I mean, outside was where they were camping. They were relying on three-pointers last year. Now with Dettlinger down below, pretty much within 8 to 10 feet. I mean, he's, he's establishing himself way below, which is great. Wilson's athleticism is going to allow him to create the, in the paint, and you got the guys, all the lefty shooters, mm-hmm. got out there in three point. Uh, Winget too. I mean, he's coming in shooting lights out. I mean, and I saw um, was it on the oh on Zimmer's uh, chat? I reread through Zimmer's chat. I, I've never I'm never able to actually be a part of that chat to type so then in you and just ask read questions. It. So yes, I read <laughs> Zimmer's chat, um, and. Uh, Somebody made a comment of, oh, I don't think Winget had a great game, and, and Zimmer kind of challenged him of, well, he still had however many points, played good defense, and had a lot of rebounds. Like that, With this type of team, sometimes you don't need some of these guys to score a bunch of points. I mean, it goes back to what we talked with Hendo on Friedel. Like, Friedel understands, now granted he got the, double tech, or got the technical the other night, but, I mean, he understands the concept of, I don't need to be the only scorer, let the game come to me, and when my shot's there, take it, but 
if it's not, pass it around and these other guys are going to get involved. Winget wasn't putting up a bunch of points, but he was. He still had a good game. I mean, he did. There was no mistakes. He scored the points that he needed to score, and he got some rebounds and played some decent defense. And you're, if you're on defense, you have to respect where he's at on the floor, and you have to cover him. I mean, it's it's. It, Alex Arians played 40 minutes Wednesday night. He played the whole. <laughs> Alex whole Arians is the Swiss Army knife of SDSU yeah, basketball. That was mentioned, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's what I saw on Twitter. Like last year, he was playing the four. This year, he's playing the one. Mostly, he's probably a he's probably a three. I mean, it's not like he's he's not an overwhelmingly great shooter. So his his natural position is probably a three. It's not a one or a two, but you got Winget at the at the three because of his height. He just he's just do do whatever you need him to do, which is why he doesn't come off the court. That's right. And as we've met the halfway point in the Summit League, I, I think you got to still be, I mean, on the men's side, absolutely. This is exciting. You're in first place at the halfway point. On the women's side, they're still right there. Yeah, there's there's USD hanging out at the one spot, but not a bad first half. No, but, I mean, we can go back to the guys, too. And, I mean, you look at a team that, gets up 18 points, 16 points on an NDSU, you know, you're like, oh, wow, what are they going to do? All of a sudden they come out at half, and NDSU scores, I think it was almost 9 or 10 straight possessions and cut that thing down to 3 about halfway through. But every time they got close, State just kind of knuckled down and then stretched it out to double figures. And that's that shows me right there that that can be a championship team. When you take the punches from some of the, these teams in the Summit League, and you respond with, all right, we got this, we're going to counterpunch you, and we're going to stretch it back out. You know, we go back to the women's game and the men's game at USD. They threw them out. Hendo even said it. He goes, that was either on me, that wasn't on the guys. I think the guys were pressing a little bit. They were trying to make up 20 points between all of them. But, I mean, the USD game, the guy shot good, good too. I mean, they, they had about, I think, 60-some percent shooting. They did. They, they, they played absolutely well down in Vermillion. On offense. On offense. Yeah, yeah, defense was a little different, but... Yeah, they shot 53. Hey, hey yeah. But the games you are doing right now, they, they know that they can hang with USD. I know they, they know they know they left that one on the floor. I know they know they left UNO on the floor the first game of Summit League. But they just took NDSU knowing, all right, if that's going to be what it is in the Summit... We can handle this. We can take care of this. And they got a team that is, has depth, youth, and confidence. And they're just whoever's whoever's going to be the one that's going to score, lead. They're going to take care of it. Who at the halfway point of this year, before the year started, would have said we'd be six and two and at the top? First, at at the worst, we're going to be tied with NDSU at the top of the Summit League tournament halfway th- or Summit League conference halfway through. Not a soul. Nobody. Nobody. And look at where we're at. And we're getting better. And when basketball started, when we started talking about this on the podcast, you can go back and listen. We all thought we'd be sitting right there in the middle. Maybe that, I think we said four to six, three to six, somewhere in there that we'll be in the middle and that they'll just get them ready for March. Well, they're proving that they can be ready for March and it's just going to be a matchup. I mean, it's going to come down to matchups when it comes down to Sioux Falls. If we can get through the second half of the schedule... Um, our away, Look, our away games. games you, you have to go to NDSU. Yes, that was, you have that's to go what to Oral Roberts. Yes, those. If you can get through and go one and one in those games, 
win the rest of your away games and take care of business, take care of business at, home, at home, you are a one or two seed. I mean, there's no way around it. You are an absolute one or two seed. Yep. Because, I mean, NDSU has to go back down to USD, so one of those two is getting a, for sure another loss. And that's, like Hendo said, USD was desperate when they played us. They had to win that game to stay within an, a shot of winning the conference. And they're picked to win the conference. I mean, and they have a very talented team. They just haven't been able to put it together. And here we are coming off of losing 90% of our scoring, mostly freshmen and sophomores, we got it going, I'm, you know. I'm excited for the second yeah. half. What, what yeah. are we looking up here, Ryan? Well, yeah. Stats. Yeah, we got stats. Well, it was not more stats, but before the USD game, I personally thought this three-game stretch for SDSU was going to be huge. Going down to USD, which is a rivalry game, you can throw out almost anything. Uh, it's, it's just always a good back and forth. They usually split the games. It's usually home and home. Well, then NDSU. If, that, if they would have faltered at NDSU or with SDSU coming in, that would have been two straight losses. And then you have to go on the road down to Oral Roberts for your next game. Those are three games where if SDSU comes out of that 2-1, and one, regardless of who they lost to, they're putting themselves in a good position. Yep, you're happy. You need to get the away wins. They're, they're defending the court. You know, I put that tweet out. They're like 164-9 and nine leading the country since 2011. Um, I think it's now they gained that point or a win there, but... They defend home. You're, if they, if anybody's going to sneak a home win away from us, they're going to have to play an amazing game. But you got to take care of business on the road, and, and all of us are going to agree, and everybody who's listening can agree, you have to win some of the games on the road to stay at the top of the Summer League. Well, I'm excited for the second half, and we don't have any sponsors, but let's take a quick break here because we talked about depth, and you know what has good depth? It's a good yeah, bourbon. A good bourbon. So, it's not a big so we're moving away. Ryan has convinced us it's time to uh, maybe taste test some whiskey. Well, the one bottle yeah. has me a little bit. Uh, let me get, let me, know. Take, let me take this over. Yep, there's said, there's a bison on it. Well, Phil, yeah, whatever. You gotta look past the pictures. I know you're a big picture book guy, but you gotta look back at pictures. Not great at reading. Good right. with pictures. So what I got today, I went to the store and uh, we got some. Uh, we got a couple bourbons, which uh, for the history of the bourbon, uh, the barrels and everything, you have to be made in Kentucky. It's, uh, it's the only way it's officially a bourbon. Whiskeys can be made anywhere. You can make a Canadian whiskey, a whiskey out west, and all that. No, so they're not big in the mid east. Mid-East. Yeah. Okay. Did I say Mid-East? You never know. Can, so, can you make whiskey in, where would you say, Kentucky? Kentucky. Can yeah. you make whiskey in Kentucky? You just can't make bourbon anywhere bourbon else. Bourbon is an official name. So, if you make whiskey in yeah. Kentucky, it's yeah. still considered whiskey, yeah. not bourbon. And if you guys want a good little documentary, go watch Neat, N-E-A-T on Hulu. It's about an hour and a half, and it's the history of bourbon. And they have, and one of the guys, the reason why I picked uh, Buffalo Trace is uh, he's a third generation owner. Uh, Buffalo Trace has been huge and one of the oldest uh, bourbon distilleries down in Kentucky. But what I want to start you guys off with first today is a nice Elijah Craig. It's a small batch. It, they were established back in 1789. And again, What's nice about this little small batch is that I went to our local uh, 
market looks and I picked out a single barrel um, for um, them that was specifically made for them. Oh, hold on. I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Are these all bourbons then? Are we drinking all bourbon? Well, let me get that. Uh, so the third one's a whiskey. Okay, okay. There's two bourbons and a whiskey. We got two bourbons yeah. and a whiskey. And okay. The, and the bourbons are going to be with the barrels and everything. That they, it's, it's a great document. Good thing I, I took an Uber over here. Yeah, no kidding. So how long are you going to talk? Are we going to have one of these? Or yeah, you've got to be patient. But the Elijah Craig small batch, um, this is they, they have the barrel, they go through, they do all the samples. So the uh, boys, let's here, we'll grab your first one. What are you doing? Oh, that's dead air. Come on. Oh, yeah. sorry. So I'm taking I'm taking a shot out of a uh, a shot glass that looks like a shotgun like shell. Shotgun shell. Yep. So we're cheers and so so, cheers. so this is the Elijah Craig. Yep. So first you want to smell it. Which you cannot smell. I'm getting better. I'm on drugs. <laughs> brings me back to uh, my days of drinking whiskey in high school. And again, and you know, being excited about. There's it. another way with the bourbons and the whiskeys, and I'll say this in the documentary, and it's true. No matter how you enjoy it. That's how you should enjoy it. If it's with water, if it's with a couple ice cubes, you know. Just a shot. What, what's your thoughts on the Elijah? I've been taking it. I'm just smelling it. it. Smells like whiskey. That's pretty smooth. It's a bourbon, Phil. We've already established that. <laughs> it's a bourbon. Ooh. And that oh, was that's dry. So, uh, <laughs> Eric has. I must have made a face. So we Eric, made a face over something that's really so good. So Elijah, to you, is what? Is it smooth? Do you? That's smooth. That didn't bite you back at all. So what? What did you taste? Any like a, a woody flavor? Anything like that? That taste a woody flavor? Yeah, because a lot of these. The reason why they're like barrels, Toy Story. No, Phil, you're drunk. No, the barrels themselves are charred inside. So the color you actually get from the bourbons are from the actual wood. So the color is from the, the internal, which is flamed, torched, black. They sit in there, and that's where the colors come out. So that's why you don't see a different bourbon or whiskey looking the same. I guess what I got was it was smooth where I didn't make the face that Phil made. No bitter beer face or bitter whiskey beer right. face. I, it wasn't bitter. It wasn't. I'm it just was, a big wimp. All right. All right. So the next one we're going to do here is a Buffalo Trace. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. This is not a small batch. Uh, again, Buffalo Trace is one of the oldest ones in uh, Kentucky. Um, it is a, I would say, you can tell the difference between a small batch and a straight. So Phil, quit playing with your dinghy over there. I was just, I was just looking at the bottle. So I'm yeah. supposed to tell the difference. Yeah. You, you'll tell the difference. So take a smell. You, you smell any difference? It does smell it a little bit different. Less. Yeah. Okay, it smells less. Not as strong. Not right. as strong. Okay, so then... Was that the right answer? Yeah. I, did, I didn't know we were being tested on this. So? So not as smooth, a little more... I, okay, I don't have the right terminology. A little more alcoholic. Alcohol. Yep. More bite to it. Less smooth. Okay. Yeah, it's whiskey. It's bourbon. It's bourbon. Whatever whatever you made me drink. That's right. Well, so, somebody sold you a Canadian mist. <laughs> so what the big difference was that the Elijah was a 12-year barrel. And what you have with the Buffalo Trace was a 9. So the longer it sits, the more it ferments, the more it gets, the more flavors. and The all more it tickles, tickles the throat. <laughs> yeah. So now, Phil, we'll go to a whiskey. All right. We're drinking whiskey. Now, this the reason not, why... This I, is not Pendleton, so that's normally what I drink. Thank you, Tyler Urban. No, that's... 
Pendleton's always the go-to. But I grabbed this little bugger because, one, I haven't seen it. It's a Crown Royal. It's a blender's mash. It's a Canadian whiskey. So, this is going to be completely different of the bourbon. So, the Crown Royal is your typical Crown Cokes, all that stuff. Grab your third one. Smeller. What I, got, you, I got no smell. You got no smell on that? Limited. Yep. Limited smell. All right. I've, I have phenomenal senses, though. Yeah, I feel like I got that one right. Yeah. Now I'll give her a shot. That's not bad. No. That's, um, I was expecting something a little more like the second one, but that was, that was really smooth. Yeah. Yeah, you could have that over ice. Phil just fell asleep on us. I might fall off my chair. No, but the, the, the funny thing is, is just trying different ones. You know, everybody like Phil. I always I go to Pendleton. It's cheap. It's good. It's smooth. What's nice about these is that I normally drink mine with a Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. Okay, I'm a whiskey water guy. So a little bit of ice cubes, maybe a spritz of water. But the funny thing is, the more water you add, the more things, it changes the flavors. That's why it's nice to try these and go, you can kind of figure out where you want, and then you can have a go-to. The pricing on these, all exactly the same. So it's not, it doesn't matter the price. I like, how, I like how we expanded away from the beers here a little bit. That was fantastic. Yes, we we're, have. We're probably running out of time here a little bit, but I, I feel like I'd be remiss if we let the work of the SDSU wrestling team go unspoken and so this is being recorded on a Saturday so on Sunday so, yeah we wrestle tomorrow uh, tomorrow when you're two listening to 2 o'clock 2 o'clock to wrestle or, uh, yeah Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah but man Ooh, I think Oklahoma just lost to NDSU if I am correct I think I saw on uh, uh, SDSU Twitter SDSU wins over Duke and Michigan State and Wyoming and Northern Iowa, who was ranked, and then played really well here this past week. Yeah, I mean, having wrestled, I mean, they've wrestled really well against Iowa State, um, which uh, Cody, or one of the assistant wrestling coach, I can't think of his last name, Cody Caldwell, yeah, he had, uh, he had made a comment on Twitter of, you know, when we wrestled them last year, I think they only won one match, and now this year we were right in it. Um, so Tanner Sloan, who's ranked 20th at 197, you know, 10-2 to major decision, that's big. Um, Zach Carlson, who was 16th, uh, beat number 15, uh, Marcus Coleman uh, from Iowa State, 8 to nothing. So that's, you know, again, that's a big... So when they started off, I mean, they, they kind of had Iowa State on the ropes, you know, and then Iowa State comes back and, and wins four in a row. Uh, Danny Vega stops that. Danny Vega not being ranked yet is kind of kind of amazes me because he uh, he seems to keep winning, keep winning big, but he's not ranked yet. I think a matter of time Danny Vega will be ranked. Um, and then you move from that to, I think, uh, um, Iowa State won two more. And then, uh, and then we got to Henry Pohlmeyer, who's probably our best wrestler, um, and he won one to nothing over Ryan Leischer in the in the third period. Which I mean, sometimes you just got to pull it out and win. Uh, and then we were. That's what she said. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
<laughs> Anyways, we lost. That's it. Just killed more people. <laughs> that's it. But you are right. So uh, that's a but, major but difference. It last was, it last was year they much lost different than last 47 year. 0 yes. to Iowa State. Go, Jacks. Go, SDSU. Wrestling tomorrow against Oklahoma. And. We got Super Bowl coming up. We got a lot of things to talk you, about next week. You guys have Super Bowl. Oh no, up. but we still got to talk because we yeah, have we to get more Phil's picks because whatever Phil's picks are, then we can go bet the other side of it, and we will be winners because Phil is generally wrong. And I that's don't why think he, I've been wrong yet. I pick Packers to win. Do you want us to go ask Melissa if you've ever been wrong? No, I don't <laughs> we do. Need, we do need guests. We're working. Okay. We, we, need, we, we need a Super Bowl pick so we know what to bet. And don't do it now because we should. I'm, I'm still thinking. We, we got to do one more before the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll get together sometime. All right. Next so that would be good. So we need a Phil's pick so we know what to bet the opposite direction. Because, yeah. wow, I don't know how you've made it this far. He might say Titans or something stupid. <laughs> I, did, I did pick the Bills last time. Yeah. If we keep drinking this whiskey, I don't, don't know if I'll make it to then. Right, well, where's hockey at? It's the all-star. It's a club sport. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so this is almost derailed. Yeah, we are coming off the rails. All right, so are we now? We're just taste testing. We're just taste testing whiskey this week. Just the whiskey. We'll bring back. We'll bring back beer next week. Bourbon and whiskey. Okay, bourbon and whiskey. No, this is our passive aggressive way of saying bush light, seriously. We should have been part of the snow measuring little contest you had, like I railed about last week. But that's yeah. fine. But we would like to appreciate. We would like to say thank you again to uh, Hendo for coming on our podcast last week. Um, that was awesome. I mean, for us to just even have the opportunity, and for him, it just shows how great of a dude he is. Oh yeah, and not to derail us anymore, but how many options you're going to? I'm going to very fast, but. For everybody who has met Coach Henderson, there is, and Eric and I have talked since we played pickleball with him and met him and had lunch with him and his family, there's very rare chances for fans and boosters and people like that just to sit down and have a conversation with a normal human being. And what SDSU has in men's basketball with Coach Henderson, we're lucky. He's just a normal guy who is just lucky enough to coach. and. If you ever get a chance to talk to him one on one, he'll treat you like his. He, you're his best friend, and you know, lucky enough, we can call him a friend. And uh, I truly feel like we are best friends. Good, good for you. <laughs> it is, and that's the same thing with this podcast. It's a conversation with, oh, in quotes, own. normal human beings. So, with all that, go big, go blue, go Jacks. Goodbye, Phil.